and welcome to the Turtle Tracks Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Van Hooker, and today I have voice actor Scott Williams with me, who was the voice of Baxter Stockman on the 2003 series. How you doing today, Scott? I'm doing fine. It's great to hear from you. You too. Thanks so much for doing this. We've been, we've been talking about this for a while, so I'm excited to get a chance to talk to you. Oh, my, my pleasure. The pleasure's all mine. <laughs> I was uh, recommended to you by our, our mutual friend, uh, Michelle Ivey, who I know you've gotten the pleasure to meet a few times. Oh yeah, well you know she's the uh, like the world's greatest uh, turtles collector. She's got hundreds and hundreds of things, all kind of rare items and books, and and I even gave her um, some copies of uh, actually of a bit of um, my um, I think some storyboards. I think I gave her some artwork. I gave her and uh, my contract. I gave her a couple of contracts that I signed. You know, when I, whenever I would do a session, I always have to sign a contract. Oh, very cool. That's great. Those are great souvenirs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's got tons of stuff. She's like, she's the best. Yeah, she is. She's awesome. I had her on here, too. She's a lot of fun to talk to. Right, right. Uh, I guess to get started, I wanted to ask you, uh, what got you started in acting? Well, here's the thing, is that I actually went to, um, to art school, right? You know, I have a degree in art and illustration. I've done a lot of, a lot of artwork for different people. We want that later if you want. And I used to go down to a place on South Street here in New York City. You're not based in New York, right? Uh, I used to live in Brooklyn, but I live upstate a little bit now. Okay, so you know, uh, you know where the South Street, South Street Seaport, and all of that. So I used to go down there with a friend of mine, and uh, his name was Andre Maitland. Unfortunately, I just lost Andre a little while ago, so I really feel bad about that. But he was a good friend, and uh, we used to go down there and do improvisational theater. While I was going to art school, and that was um, like in the early '80s when I was doing that, yeah. And um, the first major thing I had done was a production called E-Man, like the comic character E-Man. Okay. And that was at eight. That was in '87, and that was a wonderful experience. That was like my coming out. That was a wonderful experience. I got a chance to sing and dance and act and and I uh, traveled with the show. We actually took it down to uh, I think it was Jamaican, Georgia and then Knoxville, Tennessee. So that was a wonderful experience. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. It was live. I, I really, to this day, I still miss that show. Unfortunately, uh, several cast members since then have passed. But, um, yeah, I guess that's the way it goes. I'm so sorry to hear that. Jeez. You know, I ask you, you, you've done a lot of voice acting, particularly in uh, anime. How did you get started doing voice acting? Um, well, here's the thing, is that uh, I was doing work with Alicia Keys' uncle. I did some work for her, some artwork for her. Then he had a friend named Lamont. And Lamont just happened to say that there was a place over in, um, it was Duart uh, Film Developing Labs, which is the oldest film developing lab in the country. So he said, why don't you go on over there and audition for something? And I auditioned for, I can't remember what it was, and I got it. And uh, so that goes back. But um, I actually go back to the uh, CD-ROM era. I've got some CD-ROMs, like games, or like a still image, and you can hear my voice coming out of it. I go that far back. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if you can still even play those things anymore. I still have them. So it was like, uh, you know, I played a character called Cameraman and it was like a lot of other things. It was so long ago, but I still have them somewhere. I uh, I see one of your early credits is playing Samuel L. Jackson on a uh, 
on an episode of Celebrity Deathmatch. Is that is that correct? Is that true? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> that's when I was working on the Daria show. Do you remember Daria? Oh, certainly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I worked on that as a as a layout artist, and the whole thing is you had to draw the scenes. And then someone else would animate it. It was, it was just kind of, you know, it was kind of involved. And um, they asked me to do um, to audition for this, this Sam Jackson fighting um, Harrison Ford. <laughs> and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I, so I was all Sam Jackson. That I watched like six Sam Jackson movies. That's great. Shaft, that was out, and I, I rented uh, Pulp Fiction, and. Um, I think I bought a couple of them. So yeah, it was like one after the other. Just and ironically enough, I think I know some people who know Sam Jackson, even though I've never met him. But there were some actors, you know, in in the theater community that kind of knew him. Well, if you ever run into him, that's the perfect thing to open with. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that was that was a connection. And Sam, that was the thing I had done just before I did Stockman. Now, how did you get that role? Because that's, I mean, I, I think a lot of fans would agree. Uh, particularly of the 2003 series, but just in general, that 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 coverage of Baxter Stockman is maybe the best take on the character to date. It's such a three-dimensional character. It's great. Well, you know what's what's so funny about it is that um, I didn't know anything about the character. Okay. I never really read. I never read the comics, even though I worked in a comic shop that sold Turtle comics. I sold the one movie. Never watched the TV series. You know the animated series because the you know it came out was a little. I was a little older sure. at the time, so it was, uh, I think that was in the 90s when that came out, or 80s and 90s, whenever it was, and you know, I'm, you know, I'm, an, old, I'm an old guy, and I was into, you know, the <laughs> Spider-Man and, you know, Superman and all that was kind of my thing, sure. you know, the Warner Brothers characters and all of that, you know, so I really didn't know too much about it, and um, so yeah, so how I got that was I auditioned for it, and how I auditioned is I had a friend named Richard Kranz, who worked with me on the Daria show. And Richard knew everything that happened in animation. The guy knew all about it. So what was going on, Richard knew about it. So I had a, a CD that I was mailing around that had some of my credits on it, like, you know, some of the Sam Jackson. And, you know, when I was in Florida, I recorded the commercials. I put that on. They just odds and ends. I was just sending this thing all over the place. It didn't really get anywhere. So I asked him where I could send it. And he said, well, MTV Animation is, uh, you know, he said that the um, four kids are bringing the turtles back. So I called them up just to get the address to mail it to them. And they said, we're holding auditions today. So I hopped on the train and went down there and, and auditioned for it. Oh, cool. Where was it? It was on 23rd Street in Midtown Manhattan. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a place I had been past hundreds of times, never know anything was going on in there, you know. And um, so, and then they, I went into the, uh, into the recording booth, and, and they took a picture of Stockman and stuck it up on the wall. And, the, and some of the lines that shows up in the first episode I'm in with the Mousers. And again, I had no idea what this was. I'd never seen it, you know, no preconceived notion about the character, you know. It wasn't like I, you know, it like I knew about like the Joker or the Penguin or something like that. I just didn't know it. So I was expecting just to do that one and get paid and, you know, go on with my life. <laughs> Let me ask you, what, what did you, uh, if you, for your audition, do you remember what you based the character on? Like where the voice came from? Well, some of it was just the Sam Jackson thing. That was, some of that was in there because that was what I had done like a couple of years before that. 
Okay. So I think I did the Sam Jackson thing in 2000. This is, might have been 2003, whenever it was I auditioned for that. So I was still thinking of some of that. And I said, well, I just, you know, just use my own voice, my, you know, my natural, the actual voice when I was using whenever I I'd go on the stage. And, um, and that was it. And they, you know, and they, they enjoy it. That's great. When did you find out this would be a kind of a recurring gig? Because you're in 34 episodes, I think? That's what IMDb is. It's, it's, it's 29. Oh, okay. It's 28 is Stockman. And one, I, I played like the uh, this, this general, like this, this kooky general that's trying to attack something. Okay. So altogether, yeah, yeah. So it's 20, 28 is Stockman, and then 29 to play a totally different guy. And then I also did like some, some tags, like, you know, like the Fox box, that was their thing. Oh, sure. So I did a couple of those, you know, so, you know, watch it next week, the Fox box. So, you know, and, um, and, uh, so yeah, yeah. You know, I did one, I just figured that was it. You know, it was like a one shot deal and they kept calling me back. Very cool. You know, and it's just, yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. So every time I did it, it was fun. I enjoyed every second of it. As fun as you think it was, that's how much fun I had doing it. What were the recording sessions like? Was it you by yourself? Were you with the other actors? How, how was it then? Uh, well, the first day, we all went together. Okay. And that just went on. That was the first time we recorded every episode You know that I was in. We, we all recorded together. But after that, I would do my lines and, uh, and another guy would come in and do his line, so I didn't really see them, you know, unless somebody was leaving. Sure, okay. It was like that, yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, usually when you do those things, you know, you're, you're, you're by yourself, and then you get directed, and, you know, um, you know, to do it this way, do it that way, and, you know, you're a little more surprised. A couple of times I had to, I would come back into the city and just do a scream, and that was it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, the scream wasn't long enough or something, so I had to, so it took me longer to get there than to do the session. <laughs> I've heard that a lot, too. Like, the amount of, like, I mean, I don't know. It must feel silly, all the grunts and screams and things like that you have to do. I've, I've heard a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, well now, were you doing, because um, I'm in some video games also. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure there's tons of them there. Good night. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, oh, ah, 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 there's a lot of that kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> So I, I don't even know how many of those things I've done, but, uh, you know, like fighting games and, you know, you're playing with guys with swords and going after stuff. And So, yeah, yeah. Did you ever, um, I mean, I know it's a kid's show, but did you watch the show to see the character later when it, when it, when it, was, when it aired? Uh, I have maybe like the first seven on VHS tape. That's how long ago this was. <laughs> but I've never really, I've never really seen the other episodes. And I mean, I saw the clips when I was doing them, because sometimes the animation would be done. Sure. And sometimes it wouldn't, and sometimes it wouldn't be done. Oh, interesting. You know, yeah, yeah, sometimes you just kind of record, they animated around it, and they say, well, you know, somehow the, the lips didn't quite match up with what I said, then I got to go back and, and, and redo it. But I've never really seen, like, all those later episodes, like the third, fourth, I've never really seen, like, a complete episode. Oh, interesting. Did you, I mean... Yeah. The one thing that I think uh, was... Except for one. Except for one. The only one I saw all the way through was uh, Insane in the Membrane. Oh, I was going to ask you about that episode. So that, for the fans who don't know, that is the Notorious Band episode where it goes into right. his backstory and reveals all this crazy stuff. Uh, so, was, forgive me, was that episode completed? Was it a finished product? Uh, you know, that was the only one I watched all the way through. And okay, so it was. interesting about that 
is that um, somebody else played Stockman as a kid. Okay. Now, if you if you recall the episode, he sees his mother in the hospital. I don't. Was kid, he see, I don't remember if I've seen it myself. I, 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 it's banned. It's banned. So I don't know. Maybe it's on YouTube, and I've seen it. I'm I'm trying to recall if I've actually watched the episode. I know that it never aired on TV, but I don't know if it got out there later. Okay, well, I think it did air. Oh, did it? Okay, okay. It yeah, I think it did. I don't know the whole history behind that. But um, but there's a scene where you see when he's young and he visits his mother in the hospital, and then she talks to him about, you know, I think I'm ashamed of you. Well, what, what, what the lines were, you know, but he sees her, he's sick. But ironically enough, many years before, that was how I saw my mother in real life in the hospital, and the character kind of looked like my mother. Oh, my gosh. It was almost like it's almost like this story imitated what actually happened to me. Oh wow! That was the last time? Yeah, that was the last time I saw my mother, and in the show, except I was much older than the character, you know, because he was supposed to be a kid. Yeah, you know, when my mother was in the hospital, you know, sure, you know, I was an adult, and, uh, and my sisters were with me, and in this one it was just, but it was really, really similar to what actually happened, you know, several years before. Oh wow, that must have been emotional to watch, even if you weren't doing the voice. Yeah. That's a weird. That's certainly a weird yeah, parallel. Yeah. Right, right, right. Even though I wasn't actually in the animated scene. But, right. Know. So that was the only one I think I had seen all the way through from the end. Because he becomes like a like a Frankenstein type of character, and he's, you know, and he's causing havoc, and he's doing all these things. So. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, body horror stuff. I think it, maybe it was, I'm, I'm, I'm checking up on it. I think it was taken out of the initial rotation, but then it maybe it aired later. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, like, like crazy, grotesque stuff. It was pretty edgy for a Saturday morning cartoon, right, right, for right. sure. Right, right, yeah. But it, but it, I think it did, did air. I think it, I think you're right. I think it aired later. My apologies. Yeah, I think you're right. Right, right, yeah, yeah. But that but that was a, that was a good one. That really was a good one. That was probably probably my favorite one. But all the rest of the later the later ones, I haven't seen any of those. Just you know, just haven't seen them. And that's kind of cool because like it kind of gave. I mean, Baxter on that show. I mean, I think about why he's memorable. It, that version of him in particular is because he's a full character. I mean, in the old cartoon, he was turned into a bug. In the movies, he's there for a few minutes. So, like, it's one of the few times where Baxter gets a full three-dimensional character to him. So, Right, yeah, and I, like I said, I didn't know anything about that at all. It was all new to me. It was completely new. I didn't come into it with any kind of preconceived notions about it. It should be this or it shouldn't be that, you know. And um, I, I don't know. Somehow it just seemed to, seemed to work. <laughs> now, were you aware of uh, Baxter's sort of, I mean, I'll, I don't know what to call it, but I'll say evolution in the series, where every time he showed up, he seemed to be missing more body parts? Right. Well, they would kind of explain that to me. Whenever I would, you know, it's, yeah. now, this is what happens, you know, Baxter, you know, his arm is missing, or you become a boy. They would kind of explain it, and I would read the script, and then... And each line was numbered, so it would be line number 201, you know, I will destroy you, you know. <laughs> and then a lot of times the, the dialogue was cut together, so you could have a, have a, a sentence, and, you know, the first part would be something, you know, it would be recorded, and then the uh, second part you record, just kind of edit together. Yeah, I think the first, I mean, first time he was whole, and then I think he came back with an eye patch, but by the end of it, I think he was just a head in a robot, if I'm not mistaken. He was just, all that was left of him at the end was a little head in a robot. Well, he had like the spider head and yeah. like an eyeball floating in some solution and all <laughs> that. But uh, then I think afterwards, he, his body gets regenerated. I think he becomes, he just kind of starts from the beginning again. 
Yeah, it's a crazy evolution for that character. But he stuck around for a long time, which you wouldn't expect. So they, they did a lot with him. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I think it was throughout the whole series. You know, let me ask you, um, uh, dealing with, uh, uh, you know, since you're part of the Turtle history now, have you been surprised by fan reactions? Like, how uh, have you gotten many fans uh, uh, talk to you about Baxter? I will feel not not a whole lot, but I'm I'm really impressed and just surprised that uh, people remember. Well, I mean, that to me is oh, yeah. to me is, is amazing that people and that people that people care. You know, I mean, I'm, I did it. I'm proud to have done it. You know, but uh, that's what's really surprising is that people really remember this. You know, you you know, this has been many years now. Was it like 19 years, almost 20 years? Yeah, it's been a while since 2003. So that's that's 18 years. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that show is very fondly remembered, and it's kind of gotten a little revival lately because it's been on, um, I think it's on Paramount Plus, so it's gotten a little bit of playtime again. But it's one of those, It's I mean, it was a great long-running show, and frankly, one of the best characters on it was Baxter Stockman, for sure. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm you know I'm I'm happy to have done it. I'm proud that I did it. You know, I don't have a problem with it, you know, like... Uh, you know, some actors, which I can't understand, have a problem with the characters. You know, like uh, Sean Connery had a problem with Bond, and then, uh, you know, Fred Gwynn had a problem with Herman Munster. But I'm, you know, I did it, I'm proud of it, you know. And it just really makes me feel good that, that people still remember this. I never understood that. Like, to an extent, I get, like, you're an actor and you can do lots of different things. But I'm always like, you know, Herman Munster is immortal, right? Like, he'll never go away. And I mean, like, for, if you're part of some successful franchise, you figured you'd be grateful for the fact that you'll just, you know, your character will stick around forever, which is pretty cool. Yeah, well, your character survives you. Yeah. So long after I'm gone, this will, this will, st- people still remember. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I was a fan of like Space Ghost and all that stuff when it was new, you know, and in, in the 60s. Sure. You know, so I was a fan of Gary Owens and all these people doing nice stuff. One of these days, I want to do that. I want to be like one of these guys, you know. So I was kind of think of them as being the big stars and not me, you know. <laughs> people tell me that this is important to them, so it's really, it's, you know, it's really funny. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I've done other things, too, besides just uh, besides Stockman. I've been in some, you know... Um, oh, yeah, you've been in a bunch of, of anime. You've been in a bunch of, like... You've been in a, there's a whole bunch of stuff in Pokemon and a bunch of uh, video games. There's a great lot of stuff. Oh, you remember that? Uh, Pokemon? Yeah, I did a, did a couple of Pokemon. Yeah, I did several of them. I think I'm in a, um, I don't know, I think two, two Pokemon episodes. I mean, Pokemon Sunday, I don't even have them. And a couple of films, too. Like, you know, um, Pokemon Rise of Darkrai. I was voice of Darkrai and that. Again, you know, I have no idea what these things are. You know, <laughs> just to explain it. I love yeah. that. No clue, and I'm not, you know, just going in, just, you know. And I'm in a film called Your Name, which is kind of like a straight role. Some of that stuff is on my uh, my Facebook page, The Voice of Scott, so you can see some of that. Yeah, well, and speaking of your, your, your social uh, media stuff, um, I know you, you've done, uh, I want to talk more about your artwork, because I know that's been your focal point. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been doing more of that now than, you know, there hasn't really been too many acting gigs, too many voice gigs because of COVID and all that. Sure. And then they, then they want you to kind of record it from home and then I, I don't have, I don't have a home studio and all this. So, uh, so hopefully when this lifts, you know, I'll be able to go back in the studio and audition properly. What kind of artwork do you normally do? Uh, well, practically uh, a lot, a wide variety of things. I mean, it's like, you know, basically I've been doing, you know, doing comics 
and all of that. You know, I did a lot of political cartoons. It was a time when I was a political cartoonist. You know, I was a journalist that was running around going to City Hall and doing all of that stuff. And then I did uh, not so much recently, but more more like I think when, when Bush was president, I did a lot of him. Hmm. You know, just just before Obama became president, I was doing a lot of that. So, I, you know, that, and that's all that stuff is on my uh, the artist Scott page. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I encourage people to check it out. It's, it's, it, uh, that's the Facebook page? Yeah, it's on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, I did a lot of sports cartoons. You know, I did the work for Tops. I designed some uh, figures for uh, the Danbury Men. I worked for them for a little while for the Danbury Men. I was designing, like, uh, baseball lineups. And um, so I had, I had a sports column, and it was a free newspaper called the... Um, the New York Press. So I was doing sports and, and all of that. So I did a ton of baseball stuff, but I can't stand baseball. I hate it. <laughs> I, I find it. I find it boring, personally. <laughs> well, it's dull, you know. But, yeah. But baseball, baseball was very good to me. <laughs> what have you done? At, what did you do at Tops? Well, it was a um, like a Tops giveaway thing. So if you got like a, a card set, you would get like a sketch card by me. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was like it was randomly inserted. So I did like three of them. I did one that was like the current players, and the current players was like at that time was Derek Jeter. Then I did a Mars Attacks sketch cards thing. So I did a, like twenty nine of those, and, they, and it was randomly inserted. And then the last thing I did for Tops was um, it was Baseball Heroes, but it was it was recreations of cards from the fifties. So I think Jackie Robinson was there, and a couple other guys who were, you know who have since. Yeah, passed away. So that was like the classic Tops thing. That was the last thing I did for them. Did you ever work with uh, Gary Girani at Tops? Who? Uh, Gary Girani. He's he's a, a name at Tops. So a guy I happen to know there who's uh, just an interesting guy. I was curious if you if you happen to work with Gary Girani at all. No, he probably came along long after my tenure. It was gone. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I don't know that person. Okay, no big deal. Um, you know, I, I guess that about covers what I wanted to ask you, and I don't know if you have one, but I, I asked this of everybody, and I wanted to ask you too. Uh, do you have a favorite Ninja Turtle? Uh, no, I like them all. I thought, you know, it's a, you're kind of like, you know, it's like having the Beatles, you know. you gotta you got to have all of them together. You know, you really can't have just just one. Yeah, I, I liked all. I liked all the characters. I thought they were all fun, all interesting. You know, so no, I don't, I don't have a particular favorite. Some people do, but you know, that's fine, guy. I honestly just think I want to thank you so much for your time. I encourage people to check out your Facebook page. Um, just, I appreciate talking to you. Thanks so much, Scott. Oh, my pleasure. And just tell any if anybody wants to contact me, you know, please tell them to contact me. I'm still building my model kits. And all of that, you know, I'm not hiding. So if anybody wants to speak to me about something or need some advice on, you know, show business, you know, because I've been around, I've been around the block several times. I've done a bunch of shows, you know, not just as an actor but as a stage manager. So if anybody wants to contact me, you know, feel feel free. Don't be shy. Yeah, and I know uh, between just from my own personal experience and from Michelle as well that you're an incredibly nice, uh, open guy. So I, I appreciate that, and I encourage anybody to do that. So. Oh, please, please do. Please do. Thank you, Scott. You take care. All right. I really appreciate it, and uh, you take care as well. Ninja Turtles, Twitter taught them to be Ninja Team. Ninja Turtles, Leonardo leads Donatello does.
machines. That's a fact, Jack. Raphael is cool. 